0: I recently sat down with my dad to walk him through the Social Security website. Te dan unos pasos para que más o menos pienses cuándo deberías agarrar tu Social Security. Lo que tú también tienes que pensar aquí dice es que tienes que pensar cuánto tiempo vas a durar. Lo que vas a recibir te va a afectar toda por el resto de tu vida. The other thing you should think about it says here is that the most important thing is to measure how many years you will last. What you will receive will affect you for the rest of your life.
1: Es no va a subir. eso,
0: tengo que dad ha said this to me before. He repeated, it's like I told you.
1: Pero la cosa, supongamos si ya se petatea uno, ¿qué va a pasar? Pues de modo y allí se acabó todo, ya se acabó el sufrimiento, pero también tienes que tienes si te jubiles antes, te pagarán más, te pagar viles y todo eso y y y y y medicina otros Luz?
0: According to the retirement benefit planner, a major consideration in preparation for retirement is estimating life expectancy. And that is a tough question to ask of any parent or family member. My dad has worked in the field since age 14, but according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the average life expectancy of a farm worker is only 49 years. By his calculations, the longer he works or the sooner he dies means the sooner suffering is over. Part of my curiosity for the story came from my parents' continuous postponement of retirement, now two years in a row. If I'm being honest, we are awakening from a hopeful days brought from the American dream. Nonetheless, my mom and dad are some of the lucky ones. They are both eligible for social security and will pool their benefits together, but even so, they are only an emergency away from having nothing. In my interviews with several farm workers, two themes emerged. Just like they follow the crop with the seasons, their plans for life after work is fluid, changing with needs. I'm Jennifer Martinez, and this is Calag Roots Podcast, and we're in Kern County, California. All farm workers were given nicknames to protect their privacy, and this is a bilingual episode where some of the audio is untranslated. All farm workers interviewed speak Spanish, and I decided to leave some pieces as recorded to preserve the voices of the people I spoke to and to communicate their stories in their own words. Even if you don't understand every single word, I think you will get a lot from this story. Cal Ag Roots is unearthing
2: stories about important moments in the history of California farming in order to shed some light on current issues in agriculture. As you can hear, today's show has been produced and narrated by Jennifer Martinez. She's calling the episode, Looking Back to Look Forward, How the U.S. Forgot About Farmworkers' Right to Retire. She's one of a few co-producers currently working with me on Cal Ag Roots Stories, and you'll hear some different voices on the show over the next few episodes. I'm really excited for you all to meet those excellent new co-producers. Stay tuned to hear what Jennifer finds. And remember, you can always check out all of our other stories at www.agroots.org. OK,
0: back to Jennifer. We often associate farm work with the young and strong workforce. But as fewer young immigrants enter jobs in agriculture, the average age of farm workers is steadily rising. According to my own calculations, using U.S. Census Bureau data, between 2010 and 2017, workers in the age range of 55 through 64 rose by 68% here in Kern County. Mi'amayapa, like many farm workers, have only known a life where their value has been monetized by the ability to work. For many like them, their retirement plans consist of working until they are physically unable to. And this trend is unsettling, because living longer means working longer, but in farm work, that is too much to ask for. I <laughs> Edgar technically has been retired for several years now. When he stepped into the Social Security office out of curiosity, he retired right then and there without much planning at all. For him, retirement has become another step in his career path, something that will earn him a little extra income. I also met Loreto. Unlike Edgar, Loreto planned his retirement a couple years in advance. Even so, his plan is not definite. His plan was originally to move back to Mexico, but he soon discovered he needed to return seasonally and work for health coverage.
3: I have a defined plan that, let's say, I'm and I'm not coming. I can go three months, four months to Mexico and, come to work. and then, tiempo visitadita al doctor y al dentista Yo estoy pensando en quedarme, pero... Pero, ¿cómo?
0: For Carmelita her priority is to not be a burden on her children for as long as she can even if that means working a few more years Mientras en nuestra en nuestra salud se permita y nuestra actividad física y nuestra fuerza física no lo permita, vamos a tratar de vivir nosotros solos. Ya si un día eh, por cosas de la vida que pasen que ya no nos podamos mover o uno de los dos estemos que ya no podamos ni yo lidiarlo a él o él ni poderme cuidar a mí, entonces a lo mejor pensaremos a lo mejor en que un hijo nos recoja o estemos con él. Other farm workers like Mariela don't see returning home to places like Puerto Rico as an option. She has grown accustomed to life here in the US.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: for many farm workers, retirement sounds unattractive, mainly because they fear that their physical health will deteriorate, or they will be at risk of isolation as soon as they stop working. Mariela, who isn't retired yet but currently is on disability, says her time at home is boring, and wants to return to work as soon as possible.
4: Que que es un bien aburrido. no, yo llevo aquí casi un año. Y yo digo, Dios mío, yo no me echas a salir hacia adelante. digo yo, yo me quiero
0: volver al campo. Yo quiero volver al campo. My dad echoes similar sentiments.
1: Mientras pueda trabajar, voy a trabajar. No por la razón de que a veces, porque si todo estoy en la casa, al rato ya no voy a poder caminar. Me voy a tuir, me van a pegar calambres.
0: While I can work, I will work. Because if I'm in the house all year, then I'm not going to be able to walk, I'm going to get cramped
1: y mientras ando trabajando estoy más relajado no 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 estoy no estoy pensando no no tengo no 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 tengo esta tensión de nada platico con la gente allá y todo eso y y camino y llego a la casa con hambre y en la noche con bastante sueño porque llego cansado y sin embargo si estoy ya que agarre me aseguro y este si además estoy en la casa yo pienso que más pronto me voy a enfermar.
0: work he is active, relaxed, and free of worries. After a full day's work, he gets home tired and with a healthy appetite. He has fewer worries in the fields because he is interacting with co-workers. He thinks retirement poses a higher health risk because he will be inactive. A potential problem with his reasoning, though, is that as farm workers age, risk of injuries increase dramatically. And what is more, unlike the general population, farmworkers face many barriers to an adequate quality of life, extending well beyond the nature of the work. Complexities and needs are intensified at the crossroads of their identities, things like class, gender, sexuality, race, ethnicity, culture, and especially documentation status. All this makes using the conventional US retirement system very difficult. So, who are these farmworkers? Reina Lopez, Executive Director at Pineros y Campesinos Unidos del Noroeste, better known as Pacun, explains.
5: Most of them are people who um, identify as indigenous communities in Mexico. Over 40% of them speak indigenous, exclusively indigenous languages, and 70% of them lack Uh, authorization basically that do not have papers so you can imagine the intersections of all of those things mean that it's harder and harder for our community to get access to any kind of services um, including retirement.
0: Both domestic and guest agricultural workers are often excluded from most statistics measuring access to employer sponsored pension programs making it difficult to get a real count of who has coverage. Even when farm workers are able to secure retirement, other barriers exist.
5: There's a very low percentage of farm workers that have access to pension plans, to four oh one Ks, to retirement plans. And as you heard, because of the lack of authorization, most of the earnings, most of the earners in the four oh one Ks, they're in the bottom ten percent of earnings. So it's not like they're gonna be flourishing in, in retirement when they when they get done. Many people just do not have access to that little bit of Social Security that they would when they turn 65, and even if they did, because of inadequate systems to be able to actually give a real account of how much people are making, they get less than they actually deserve when they do get it.
0: Even when an employer offers a pension plan, information gaps and language barriers create significant obstacles to enrollment. I spoke with the mayordomo in charge of a crew for one of the few growers that offers a pension plan. Even as a crew leader, Esteban does not know exactly how his retirement plan works.
3: Pues tengo entendido que sí, porque uno sean retirado les han dado ahí. Pues una parte, pues depende porque ahí es si si metes 1000 horas. No estoy seguro, pero eso es lo que dicen. 1000 horas calificas para ese año. Si no acumulas mil horas, pues no no cuenta ese año.
0: He knows he must work a certain amount of hours to qualify, but he is not uncertain how it works.
3: Pues no no aver, no, no no estoy seguro, nada más a lo que me dicen. Pero agarré información directamente a la oficina, no la agarré. Nada más es a lo que platica la gente que ya ha recibido su su retiro.
0: Esteban says the company he works for doesn't give him information. He thinks employees qualify when they work at least a thousand hours. He relies on what he has heard from those that have retired already. To date, the most established pension plan for farm workers is the Juan de la Cruz pension plan under the protection of United Farm Workers. But the problem is, most farm workers are not enrolled in this plan. And are not enrolled in unions, so access to retirement benefits is only one of the issues farm workers face as they consider their older years. Rising cost of living creates another financial insecurity for many farm workers. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2018, the median annual wage for agricultural workers was well below $25,000. Josefina, an undocumented farm worker and a single parent, tells me she manages to make ends meet by relying on her mixed family household. They help each other out. It was a hot day in Kern, so children are playing in the backyard and the fan was running in the bedroom, which also partially functioned as a nail salon, where we spoke.
6: Como te digo, nos ayudamos entre todos. Porque solamente así, pero... Pero tampoco no me gustaría ser una carga para mi gente. Y a veces sí le da miedo a uno ponerse a pensar en todo eso porque no quiere ser una carga. Y luego pues dices, ya se está llegando el tiempo en que no vas a poder trabajar. ¿Cómo le vas a hacer? Y es el incertidumbre que tiene uno, el miedo que tiene uno.
0: But all household members must contribute to make ends meet. Josefina realizes her looming retirement places a threat to this model. Healthcare is also another essential component, but obstacles to care remain prevalent. In the 2014 National Agricultural Workers Survey, only 35% of farm workers reported having health insurance. Reina explains why access
5: to health care for farm workers is a priority at Pacoon. People have access to, to health care is, is such a basic and huge need, especially when we know that farm work is not only strenuous, harsh, and you know, unrelenting on your body, but that it's also one of the most dangerous jobs in the country. So the fact that we don't have health insurance is a problem. And women farmworkers have unique health risks
0: that directly impact wages and future prospects of retirement. Not only that, traditional gender, domestic roles that govern many farmworker households, also means working is typically doubled for women than for men. But also, the physical environment of farmworking communities poses unique challenges. Long drives, to and from work, make hazardous conditions for farm workers. And these dangers are heightened according to the season. Josefina tells us.
6: Ahorita lo mas <laughs> pesado para nosotros es el tiempo de la poda y el amarre. Es frío, es brisa. Vas manejando por la carretera, no alcanzas ver a muy nada adelante. A veces no mete uno todo el tiempo de las horas. A la semana como cuando la brisa mojado. In the fields, pruning and mooring is the harshest. It's cold, it's foggy,
0: you drive and you can't see. Sometimes I don't work all my hours because of the rain or the fog makes everything wet. Then I'm living day to day. And farm workers are also on the front lines of climate change a deteriorating environmental quality means basic goods like clean water or clean air all lack in these areas gustavo aguirre director of organizing at the center on race poverty and the environment also known as crpe tells us dangers do not end with farm workers clock out and go home
7: la vida del campesino no termina a la hora que paran de trabajar en el campo uh, los campesinos uh, desgraciadamente son de los más expuestos a todos los contaminantes.
0: Farm workers are some of the most exposed to contaminants.
7: Especialmente ¿verdad? el trabajador del campo es uno de los más afectados uh, uh, por todo lo que es el medio ambiente o sea, y eso se debe al cambio climático. El trabajador del campo está más expuesto a todo el, el, la mala calidad del aire, porque le están respirando, están afuera, la están respirando cada día. Ellos son los que están más cerca de, de todos los químicos, todos los pesticidas que se aplican para, para crecer la fruta y las verduras en el campo, son los directamente expuestos. No hay, no hay año que no pase sin que haya, estén las noticias que grupos de trabajadores campesinos fueron esprayados con pesticidas o Por ejemplo, el año pasado que hubo muchos uh, incendios en las montañas aquí no muy lejos de, de, del valle. En nuestro valle teníamos un, la calidad del aire fue horrible y el campesino tenía que salir, tenía que ir a trabajar, tenía que ir a respirar todo todo ese aire.
0: Farm workers are especially affected by the environment and climate change. The workers are the most exposed to bad air quality. They are outside directly exposed. There is not a year that goes by that we don't hear on the news that someone was sprayed. For example, last year when we had fires, the worker had to be outside. What happens in the environment directly impacts health and well-being. I drive to Delano to visit Agbayani Village. Decades ago, the village was a retirement center made specifically for Filipino farm workers. Today, it's a museum with apartments. I also see a crumbling clinic in the distance. At one point, the building provided an array of services for farm workers and their medical needs. If I close my eyes, I can imagine a time when these buildings were buzzing, and I wonder why we didn't continue on this path. So how did the U.S. forget about farm workers' right to retire? To answer this, we must take a look back to be able to look forward. Two words come to mind, agricultural exceptionalism. The idea that farming is different from other industries and therefore not subject to certain regulations. Let me take you back into the past, to a historical moment in the 1930s when President Roosevelt introduced his New Deal package to get the country out of what we have come to know as the Great Depression. The New Deal included many statutes, such as the Social Security Act, the Fair Labor Standards Act, and the National Labor Relations Act. In line with the idea of agricultural exceptionalism, The New Deal explicitly excluded farm workers from major federal protections, including minimum wages, overtime pay, child labor laws, and labor organizing. I spoke to Dr. Juan Perea over a fuzzy phone connection. He is a constitutional law professor at Loyola University Chicago School of Law. This is how he explained that exclusion unfolded.
8: Well, this is a story that's um, interesting and and deeply offensive uh, at the same time, because the the paramount reason for excluding agricultural and demer- domestic workers was anti-black racism. So Southerners wanted to preserve their ability to control impoverished uh, black tenant farmers and domestic workers, and so uh, Southern congressmen would not have backed any legislation that included payments to them. At around this time, about two-thirds of uh, agricultural and domestic workers were black, so the terms agricultural and domestic worker operated as, as a proxy for excluding black protections, rather excluding black people from the statutory protections of the New Deal.
0: The exclusions had explicit racial intentions. This would not have been surprising given the context at the time.
8: And the initial idea and the initial proposals for the New Deal era legislation were to cover everybody. Originally as proposed, there were no exclusions for agricultural and domestic workers. It's probably important to realize that, that during this period, it, it was the height of Jim Crow, and and the federal government was segregated, um, schools were segregated, segre- segregation by statute throughout the South, but also segregation in the North. You know, leaders in the African American community who understood very clearly and testified to Congress at, at the, the negative impact that the legislation has passed Uh, would have on on African-American employees.
0: So these political maneuvers were at its core anti-black. It is important to recall our agricultural system in the U.S. traces back to slavery and were originally constructed to be exploitative. What is shocking, at least for some, is that nearly 90 years later, these discriminatory historical vestiges continue to operate today. Farm workers remain excluded from Section 152 of the National Labor Relations Act, which does not extend federal protections for overtime pay and the right to unionize. Professor Perea tells us these exemptions continue to cut deep into the lives of agricultural workers.
8: The statutory inability for farm workers and domestic workers to organize makes a huge difference with respect, um, you know, to, to very important aspects of life and in part because of the inability to unionize agricultural and domestic workers you know are are very vulnerable and, and lack any kind of a unified voice so they're really not able to lobby for change in the law so so it's it's almost guaranteed poverty
0: of these federal exclusions, organizing gains tend to be state-by-state wins. A downfall to this model is improvements made in let's say California do not translate to farm workers in North Carolina and so on. The disaggregated approach makes cross-country collective action on behalf of farm workers much harder to achieve. And although over time, black workers have more or less shifted out of farm labor, the discriminatory historical traces have not disappeared, instead they have been inherited by today's predominantly Latinx farm labor force. So what happened in the 1930s is directly tied to my dad's retirement in Kern County today. I reached out to Professor Oliver Rosales at Bakersfield College to help me further connect the story of the South to Kern County. He is a professor of history and an expert on Bakersfield civil rights.
9: One of the ways that I teach students about it is, I mean, we, we look at black domestic workers, black farm workers, and we talk about the Southern Tenant Farmers Union, which was you know one of the biggest um, labor unions organizing black folks in the 30s in the South. And um, you know excluding farm workers from um, those New Deal labor policies in a lot of ways was to kind of stymie some of the, the farm labor organizing that was happening in the 1930s in the South. Um, and so as farm workers in the South don't become sort of embedded in that labor reform in the 30s, there's a, a migration of some of those activists within the Southern Tenant Farmers Union to, of all places, the San Joaquin Valley and they formulate a new labor union that, that comes to be called the National Farm Labor Union, the NFLU. So when you think of black migrations, you think of like, oh, to Harlem, Chicago, the, the northward migration. You, you think maybe some of the, the Western exodusters, but you know, it, it's, it's rural to urban. Okay? So, but there really was a kind of also large-scale movement of like entire like, tracts of land and people and families to the San Joaquin Valley. What happens in the South, is totally connected to what happens here uh, in, in Kern County.
0: And these historical patterns in agriculture continue to have localized effects in Kern County. It's easy to romanticize California as a place that stands for glitter gold progress, but the land monopolization that took place and the racial underpinnings of the agricultural system that developed here in California and Kern County were exported and built on the motto of the South. I caught up with Mark Erex, who was on tour for his recent book, The Dreamland. Mark is an author and journalist who has written extensively about California's agricultural system. Mark describes California like this.
9: The invention of California was premised on a series of takings. Mm-hmm. The first taking was the body of the Indian native. That allowed for, um, then then the gold rush came the mining of gold was the mining of water first. So the, the, the story of California is a story of extraction.
0: We continue to overlook the struggles of farm workers.
9: This is a population that we don't want to see. The farmer doesn't want to see it. The local government want, doesn't want to see it. It's a hidden population. Mark points out,
0: that what becomes fascinating about the labor movements in the 1960s is that farm workers unmasked themselves and asked for change. Even though some progress was made by the farm laborers' movement of the 60s and championed in states like California, where farm workers' wages dramatically increased over the decades, ultimately, the farm labor movement failed farm workers because it did not fundamentally change the exploitative, anti-immigrant, and racist legacies embedded in California's food system. Instead, the system entrenched further across borders. Okay, so in this global system, people are caught in transnational migration patterns, seeking better life prospects. And growers, they become beholden to capitalist global markets. And so they often resort to things like storing their harvest, or. Planting less labor intensive products, even idling seasonal crews, turning to labor contractors and H2A guest worker programs, all to cut costs and increase profits wherever possible. Esteban, the mayordomo we spoke to earlier, is all too familiar with these strategies. In the
3: company, there are
0: Esteban told me in the company there are mostly contractors.
3: Pues ellos miran pasulando más porque si pagan más ellos venden su fruta más. Nos pagan un dólar más. Todos suben la tienda donde quiera. Entonces el patrón como quiera no pierde. Él está igual. No más que el patrón todo el tiempo dice no hay y tan a plantando viña todos planta y todo el tiempo dice no hay. Pero okay. así son los patrones.
0: Esteban says growers look to their side only. If they pay them a dollar more, they hike the prices of their fruits, but everything goes up at the store for workers. He goes on to say, so the boss never loses. They stay the same, but the boss always says there's no more, but they continue planting vines. They plant everything, but they always say no more. That's how bosses are. The strategies growers use ensure these global systems are perpetuated. And all of these techniques have direct negative impacts on farm worker lives. The NLRA exclusion separated us by race and ethnicity, separated us by state, separated us by geographical tracks, separated us by immigration status, each time disaggregating our collective capability. So today, where do we even begin to locate the fight? I spoke with Leticia Zavala, organizer at the Farm Labor Organizing Committee, or FLOC, over the phone. She thinks making progress in the prospects of farmworker rights, including retirement, has to be a global fight. And this requires that we reframe the conversation. So what happens here in the U.S. is directly tied to what happens to farmworkers in Mexico, or South America, Central America, and Africa. Leticia explains how her organization is promoting a global approach in farm labor organizing.
4: Our president has done an international call for justice. So what a farm worker here in tobacco earns is twelve twenty-five an hour. But in Nayarit, for example, Nayarit, Mexico, they will earn about $200 the whole harvest. And in Africa, they'll earn about $30 um, the whole harvest. And so uh, whenever we, we, we say we're happy because our, we increase benefits for us, but we're actually also putting ourselves at risk because tobacco companies have no problem uh, with going to other countries and buying more products from them when the product in the U.S. gets too expensive. Um, so we're working with unions all over the world so that they can fight for the same rights or the same percentage increases that we fight for.
0: Te fuiste pa'l norte. Dejaste la siembra por una ilusión. Vendiste los bueyes para el pasaporte. Patricia has a powerful point. Farmworker organizing has to be as global as the agricultural systems they work in. But my dad has already put off retirement for two years. He can't wait for a global movement, and neither can his fellow farmworkers. What can we do? Can a system meant to be exploitative be livable well into retirement? Providing low-income housing for retired farmworkers is an essential first step towards a dignified retirement. For example, the Cesar Chavez Foundation has built affordable housing for seniors in California and Arizona as part of a $900 million investment in underserved communities. This strategy often benefits farm workers and mirrors strategies like those behind Agbiyani Village. The housing projects must come with culturally specific programs to support farm workers transitioning into retirement. I asked each farm worker for solutions. Edgar, who you just heard, told me that what's missing is organizing and collaboration with mayors. We need money to solve this. There are no programs, no organizations that move this. Remember Gustavo? Well, he has focused advocacy efforts in Kern County's local annual and long-term budgetary processes, especially focusing on the needs of unincorporated communities.
7: Es la abogacía por medio del presupuesto del condado para que el condado los supervisores asignen más fondos a comunidades de bajos ingresos como aquí en Lamont, comunidades que son no incorporadas hemos tenido éxito en eso lo que es el plan general es a largo plazo es un es un proceso largo pero el presupuesto es cada año lo tienen que aprobar en los últimos tres años que hemos participado ahí para el condado con este año con lo que están proponiendo yo creo que van a ser fácil unos 5 millones de dólares extra
0: en advocacy through the county budget in unincorporated areas like long term general plans the supervisors allocate more revenue The annual budget is every year, and the last three years we participated, today they have proposed $5 million extra. For Reina, a good start towards a livable farm worker retirement system depends on what we're willing to imagine and visualize.
5: I think a system needs to be holistic. It needs to be universal. It needs to be accessible for all people, despite their immigration status. It needs to be multicultural and multilingual and flexible, and it needs to take into account people as their full selves. It can't just we can't just be, think of elders as oh now they're sixty five and now we gotta help them because there's so many events that lead to being sixty five. It needs to start from the very beginning of people's working career, and to me, it just it, that's a way of of being proactive against what could happen in the future for people, but also I think that people will age better if we're looking at them from the very beginning of their working career.
0: Kern County for centuries has invited those looking for opportunity and hope. Whether they were fleeing prosecution, or racist systems, or enticed by messages that the roads were paved in gold, this place is a magnet for those with a fighting spirit. Farm labor has many contradictions. It sells opportunity, but preys on uprooting. It demands the young, and shuns the elderly. The systems are global, but the impacts are felt locally. Like March said, Farm workers have learned to bend their bodies, bend their goals, bend their lives. If we've learned anything from the past, is that change comes in those hidden moments where individuals transition to the collective, when they locate their own roles in a larger global agricultural
6: system. Cooperamos para que los alimentos lleguen a las mesas de todas las personas porque allí es parejo, ricos y pobres.
0: Josefina believes there is much that unites us. We are human and we cooperate so that food arrives at everyone's table evenly for rich and poor. So here's the struggle. Change and advocacy must be global while at the same time rooted in local experiences and local advocacy strategies. It requires a multi-generational perspective that unites us in numbers for a common purpose across borders. As guests on these lands, demanding an equitable path forward means recognizing where we stand today was shaped by the struggles others took on yesterday. History is a key to understanding the mistakes of the past and actively shaping our present. As I work hard at this complicated task of bending the arc of history towards justice, I do it for the simplest of reasons. I do it so that people like my parents, people who have fed all of us our whole lives, can put down their tools, take off their boots, and just stop working.
1: And in case nobody told you on your job today, and in case they didn't tell you on your job today, las cafeteras would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, to mothers who sacrifice to make ends meet, thank you, to fathers who faithfully take care of their seeds. Farm workers, the food you harvest keeps us alive. Thank you. To teachers training their students to excel and
6: survive. Thank
0: you. Big thanks goes out to everyone whose voices you heard here. Farm workers from Kern County, California, and Oregon, thank you. Reina Lopez and staff at Pecun, Gustavo Aguirre, Juan Perea, Mark Arax, Oliver Rosales, Leticia Zavala, thank you. Thanks also to folks who gave me important background information for this story, including Roger Gadiano, staff at Kern County Library's Local Room, Victor Carderón at KAWC Colorado River Public Media, Arturo Sarmiento at Radio Poder, Special thanks to my friends back home that conversed endlessly with me over the summer about the story and traveled with me to various historical and museum sites. You know who you are. And last but not least, Ildi Carlisle Cummings. Thank you for seeking out, believing, and supporting this community story. Y a todos los trabajadores de los files o en las lecherias, mi profundo gracias.
2: Thanks for listening to the Caleg Roots Podcast. I'm Ildi Carlisle Cummins. If you liked what you heard, please check out our other stories at agroots.org or subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any of the other ways you might subscribe to a podcast. The music for this podcast was by Las Cafeteras and Jennifer's mother, Lola Martinez. Calag Roots theme music is by Nangdo. And please stay tuned, like I mentioned at the top of the show, for some other new voices in the Calig Roots podcast stream. We're going to hear a great story from Hector Calderon and a series called We Are Not Strangers Here African American Histories in Rural California that's co produced and narrated by Caroline Collins. This story was produced by the California Institute for Rural Studies and the Calag Roots Project.